Hello, this is Dr. BJ Roca, the founder of Cairo Union, and this is the Cairo Union Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I spent a lot of time working on this one. I spent a lot of money working on this one. It took a lot longer and it was a lot more expensive than I originally had thought. But what I did is I spent some time investigating Google ads and also Facebook ads, and I compared and contrasted the two. I'll start with Facebook ads. My big problem with Facebook ads is that I personally would never get on Facebook in search of a doctor, healthcare provider, or chiropractor. I might get on Facebook to find the score of a game or talk to some friends about things that aren't necessarily that important, but I'm not going to get on there and look for a chiropractor. I'm not going to look for any kind of healthcare provider. It's just not the means that I'm going to use in order to do that kind of research. That said, using the Facebook ads, especially compared to Google ads, the interface is very friendly. The community is obviously quite large. They spend a lot of time on Facebook and they interact with the posts on Facebook. So I do believe it is a valuable tool However, it's not a tool that I would use for marketing your services directly. I think it is a good tool to build brand awareness. I think it's a good tool to communicate with your audience, meaning you can build an audience and you can communicate with them and you can stay in front of them and you can build awareness and you can communicate thoughts and ideas But that would be more for reminding patients to come in or reminding patients where you are or just staying in front of patients more so than trying to generate new patients. If you want to generate new patients using Facebook, I believe the best way to do that is through what I would call indirect marketing. And I'll give a good example of that and something that I'm doing right now. I like to play basketball, but I'm also uh, not involved with a gym or church that has a basketball court. So the weather is changing. I've been seeing some people out on the courts, but I haven't had any luck finding a game that is really suitable for an older person, a professional uh, that really has no interest in getting hurt or being in disagreements or having fights with anybody. Just want to have a little fun, get some exercise, workout, and play some basketball. So I used social media and I asked, is there any? Is there a game around? Is there somewhere I can go and play? Is there somewhere that would be welcoming to an older, slower uh, player uh, that may not necessarily be trying to practice or get a spot on the varsity team or get a scholarship to college or anything like that because it's on i can understand how a a younger person is going to take it a lot more seriously they're going to try a lot harder and they're really trying to improve their game because they have goals and i just and there's those goals are great that just aren't the same goals that i have so it's just not we're not a good fit to be on the same court at the same time i'm not going to take it nearly as seriously which will be frustrating to them They're going to take it way too seriously. They're going to try way too hard, which is going to create an opportunity for injuries to occur, which is going to frustrate me. So what I did was I started a Facebook event and I boosted that event and I got a lot of response and I've met a lot of people in regards to a basketball game. But I enjoy basketball. These people enjoy basketball. We're of a similar age group, we're of a similar interest, and they participate in my audience. They, they follow my page, they like my page, they show up, we can talk about stretches, we can talk about exercises, I can give them my business card, and I'm developing new business, I'm generating new patients, not by marketing my practice, but by marketing my desire to play basketball. So that's indirect marketing. Another similar thing that I did that was also was also much more uh, efficient and effective than simply marketing my phone number, marketing my services on Facebook, 
was during the Final Four. I picked a team that I thought was going to do well, and I made some posts about that team. I boosted those posts. I got them in front of people in my community that also supported that same team, and a lot of those people started following my page. They shared my page with their friends, and they participate in my audience, meaning they're following me. When I post something, they'll see it. And I don't have to pay for that because they're they're following my page. It'll just go up on their news feed. So that's what I would consider indirect marketing. I'm not necessarily marketing my business. I'm marketing my brand. And my brand is one that includes sports because I like sports. And I care for people that play sports. And I take care of sports injuries. So I'm, market, I'm more so marketing my passion for sports than I am my passion for chiropractic. People will learn about my passion for chiropractic and they'll learn about my chiropractic practice indirectly from the marketing of a basketball game or a pickup basketball game, whatever the case may be. But in terms of interface, the uh, Facebook ads are very easy to use. They're very straightforward. There's nothing complicated about it. You do not need a specialist. You do not need special pages. You just need to simply follow the step-by-step instructions on how to use the Facebook ads. But when you do so, in my opinion, you're going to be much better off building your brand. Another good example of that might be families. Let's say you're a mother or a father or a parent. You might want to participate in the parent groups. You might want to boost some posts that are about children's events that you're already going to. Maybe you're selling Girl Scout cookies, or maybe you are participating in the soapbox derby, or that little mop, that what is that, the that the uh, the little CO2 cartridge cars that the Boy Scouts do, and they shoot them down a ramp and time them. Maybe you're participating in those things, or maybe you want to do something with your kids, where you're going to go to the park, and you want some other kids to go, or a birthday party. People will be very interested, and they will participate in those things, and they will click on it, they'll share it, And they'll like your page and they'll follow you. Not because you're a chiropractor, but because you have kids and you're passionate about children and they're passionate about children and they have kids. So they have families and so on and so forth. And that's how you build a brand and that's how you can market yourself indirectly using a platform like Facebook. Now, Google Ads, on the other hand, that's all about direct marketing. I don't see how that would, uh, I, I don't, I fail to see how. You could effectively use Google Ads to indirectly market your business without wasting money. It's Google Ads, is that is not about building a brand. That is not about building an audience. That is about getting clicks. And those clicks, you need to try to convert to phone calls or web page visits. And you need to try to convert those phone calls or those web page visits into appointments. And just about every appointment that you make, in my opinion should convert into a patient. It's very, very rare that somebody comes into my office and does not get under chiropractic care. The challenge is getting the appointment, not converting the appointment into chiropractic care. The only time that becomes an issue, the only time you need to try and sell care or you need to try and uh, do something to convince or to close a sale, you know, that close for Cairo's nonsense, the only time you even need to try to do that is if you're doing something that goes above and beyond what would be considered normal. I mean, if you're trying to sell somebody a $5,000 care plan, yeah, you know what? You're probably going to have to try and read a script or follow some kind of um, protocol in order to achieve that goal. But if you're simply trying to help a person that walks in the door provide the service to the best of your ability on that visit, uh, there's not a lot of closing or you just need to provide simple customer service. You just need to do the right thing. You need to treat them with respect, listen, have a good by- bedside manner and provide a quality care at a, quali- at a good price. And they will come back and they will send friends and family. That's how you'll build a practice using Google ads. But Google ads is ex- can be very complicating, especially for a small business that is a service business. In fact, it's Google ads is really not meant for small businesses that serve a local community or what would be known as local services. So Google right now is in the process of developing and releasing 
Google Services, which is a different form of Google Ads, specifically for local service businesses, that will integrate with Google Maps. And that's going to be, that's unfortunately right now, it is not available for chiropractors. It's available for some businesses, but right now at this point in time, it is not available for chiropractors. But from my discussions with Google and their support staff, it is something that is in the works and they hope to have available for chiropractors in the near future. But unfortunately, it is not available right now. But Google realized that your search engine optimization, your Google ads, in general, your landing pages and all those things, they're excellent for national campaigns. And maybe even not national campaigns, but at least large-scale campaigns where you really want to drive a lot of traffic through your website. And that each individual click uh, has the it can more easily convert into a sale or into business or into revenue and it's doing so on a greater scale because it's such a larger audience. If you're in a large city, your audience may be significant, but compared to the entire state, it's going to be somewhat small. Especially if you compare it to the entire country, it's even smaller. And if you compare it to the world, it's even smaller yet. But it, So you're, you, the Google Ads has the ability and the flexibility and the capability of being manipulated in a number of different ways in order to best serve the needs of these large consumers. You got to keep in mind, Google's a business. They're trying to maximize their profits. They're trying to serve their largest customers to the best of their ability. They will go out of their way to generate tools and applications within Google Maps that best serve their customers that are using a national platform or a statewide platform or a global platform because their revenue will be greater that's generated by the ads the audience will be greater that is targeted by the ads and the revenue that is spent by the company marketing their products and services on google will also be greater so they're going to invest a lot of time money and energy in catering to the needs of these large companies in terms of chiropractic for a local business, for a small business, for one clinic, Google Ads actually is quite expensive. I'm sure there's some things that you can do to bring the price down, but you're going to have to invest time. And I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I am not a fan of the Facebook guru or the Google Ads guru because their services, more often than not, are a complete waste of time and money. The first analogy I would use is a car repair or automotive repair shop. If you don't know any better, they can tell you anything and they can charge you anything. And they will because they need to make money. They're a business. So if they have an opportunity to tell you anything in order to charge you anything and make the most money, they absolutely will. But if you have some knowledge and you demonstrate that knowledge to them, they're not even going to try. They're not going to try and bamboozle you. They're not going to tell you anything. They're going to shoot you straight because they know that you know. Same thing with the Google ads and the Facebook ads. I can see how the professional that is dedicated to Google ads and is an expert in Google ads would be desirable, especially if you start using Google Ads, you get frustrated or it's too much, it's an investment of too much time and you have to see patients and you got other things going on. You just don't have the time, effort or energy to spend trying to learn how to use Google Ads. That's perfectly understandable. I think you'd be much better off training your CA or your front desk or your reception person to use Google Ads than you would be to hire a professional to use Google Ads. Because if you don't know, they will tell you whatever they need to in order to charge you as much money as possible and you have no idea if you're getting screwed or not. Just like the auto repair guy. And I know I've talked about it before, but I actually interviewed a number of businesses of C-level executives, 
at large companies that are dedicated to search engine optimization and Google ads, and that's how they run their business. And they made it very clear that they weren't interested in doing anything with chiropractors because they had very little that they could offer them. That local service businesses essentially boil down to Google Maps and that Google Ads isn't even necessarily that effective for local services. It's only as effective as Google Ads can be inside Google Maps or uh, being in a uh, geographic proximity to the search of mobile devices. Because mobile searches have gone up dramatically. I know when I first started, when I first experimented with Google Ads going back a number of years, the interface hasn't changed very much in a number of years. Uh, it's it's pretty much the same. There's some new features. There's smart campaigns and there's dynamic campaigns. I'll talk about those a little bit. But they really just uh, are not dedicated. They are not focused on local service businesses. They have an entire different division that they've been developing now for over a year that's dedicated to local service businesses. But these smart campaigns, very expensive. The It seems like the smart move is just to give Google as much money as possible. Uh, but if you spend some more time, they have Google Primer, they have Google University, they have support forums, they have plenty of resources out there where you could train a, 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 your assistant or your reception or your front desk uh, staff to run your Google Ads for you or at least set things up and manage it Maybe you provide a little bit uh, of insight in terms of how to structure the ad or how you want to describe your business or things like that. But the front desk person will have all the resources available to them. They can take classes. They can get certified. It's very easy. It's very straightforward. And there's support that's available to them either through chat, online, or on the telephone so that if they can't find the answer or they can't learn what the best way to or best approaches to serve your needs they can there's resources available to them to find out but i was i was not impressed at all with the smart campaign it's supposed to be the easiest campaign to operate and manage it's supposed to be um, run by artificial intelligence that is superior to uh, anyone to in order to manage these ads but again, I found it to be extremely expensive. And I, I don't think it takes artificial intelligence or complicated algorithms to realize if you pay more than anybody else, you will get more clicks than anybody else. That's fairly straightforward, in my opinion. That's kind of the basis of bidding on cost-per-click advertising. So if you want to take that approach, it will work. There's no doubt about it, but it will also be extraordinarily expensive. And the cost of some of these clicks also it was quite mind-blowing. There are, um, in, my, in this general area, there are clinics that are dedicated to personal injury and automobile accidents. And then the key words that you would bid on for those um, searches, which would, you know, maybe automobile accident chiropractic or personal injury chiropractic or uh, car accident chiropractic, those things, uh, those clicks can cost 30 or $40. So if you get on your computer and you put in personal injury chiropractor and a couple of ads pop up, uh, in your area, it may not be nearly as expensive or it could be even be more expensive, but somebody's paying 20 or $30 or more up to $50 just for, just for you to click on that ad and go to their website, whether or not you're interested in automobile chiropractic or not. And the universities, the highest chiropractic in my area anyway, because I was only researching you know, my general vicinity. If somebody is searching for a chiropractic college, which I had done a number of times um, in the past when preparing... Um, you know, writing a paper or forming an opinion paper or writing on the internet or just doing research. There's been a number of times that I've searched for a chiropractic college or put in a chiropractic college name and then clicked on that first link that pops up. It's very, it's feasible that that click costs the chiropractic college $150 or $250 for one click. That's just 
mind-boggling to me that the schools are competing so heavily for those clicks that they're paying that much for individual clicks. Hundreds of dollars for an individual click on a keyword related to studying chiropractic in a college. And I I believe chiropractic colleges was the one that uh, had the highest uh, cost per click. And it, uh, the I don't remember, I think it was about two hundred two hundred and seventy one dollars uh, would be one click. So if you put if you were at your desk and you uh, wanted to see what the nearest chiropractic college was for whatever reason, you put chiropractic college into your Google search, hit enter. That first ad that pops up on top that is sponsored, and you click on it just out of convenience instead of scrolling down and finding the one that you want. You just made Google a couple hundred bucks just like that with one click of the mouse. So these clicks can be extraordinarily expensive. Of course, the more general terms, the more specific terms for people seeking chiropractic care in your local community are not going to be hundreds of dollars, but they could quite easily be $2, $3, $4, or somewhere in that $5 range, maybe upwards of $8 or $10 or $12. But let's say you stay in that ballpark of that, five, let's say $5 a click. And that's what was recommended to me by an, a Google account manager. Because Google now has, they understand that it's complicated. And they understand that small business owners are using this. So they not only do they have the Google Primer, which is a, an, an app or a program that will take you step by step and teach you all about how to run Google Ads and use it effectively and Google My Business and all these other things. They also have a 90-day path to success so that when you sign up, You'll have an, an, an assigned account manager that will help you set up your account properly and efficiently. And for 90 days, they'll help you uh, get everything set up. So again, if you're using a CA or something like that, you immediately start off with a very useful resource, which is a, an expert at Google that is there to help you set up your account to be as efficient and effective as possible. Because if it's efficient and effective, you're going to spend more money, and Google knows that. So they want to get you up and running and efficient and as effective as possible, as fast as possible. Because if you make $500 for every $100 you spend on Google, you're going to spend $100 as often as possible on Google, and they know that. So they want you to, to, to be successful. You don't need to go out and hire representatives or search engine optimization people. Google is right there, and they have trained professionals at your disposal that will help you answer those questions. But the, the most uh, common click and phone call that I had received initially was wrong numbers. So this is we'll put it. This has happened to me. This has happened a, a multiple times. Somebody calls, makes an appointment. Well, they they found my phone number and they found they right on Google. So that cost me, let's say, just for argument's sake, five dollars. But the problem is, they weren't trying to call me. They were trying to call somebody else. So it was a wrong number. So now they call back to cancel their appointment. But they follow the same uh, process of finding my phone number that they did before, meaning they click on that same ad. So now it costs another $5. So now I've paid $10. One, or, uh, I paid $5 to make the appointment. I paid another $5 to cancel the appointment. But they don't realize that they've made an appointment at the wrong office until until their appointment time. So I've also lost the appointment time. So it, it that also costs money. So that, that, that can be extraordinarily expensive to pay for clicks, for phone calls that are wrong numbers, especially when people don't realize that they've called the wrong number and then make an appointment only to realize later they've made an appointment at the wrong office that they now need to cancel, which in my experience has been the most common phone call is the wrong number phone call. And the reason is that your ad is being, they may be searching some key term that includes the word chiropractic. Say they're searching for Smith family chiropractic, but they, they put in Smith family chiropractic. But at that particular time, 
I'm paying $5 to be the first person that shows up on top of the page. They just assume that since they put in Smith Family Chiropractic, that Smith Family Chiropractic is the first number to pop up. It's not the case. The ad is the first one to pop up. So now you're paying for someone to call you. And most of the time, most people do realize that when you answer the phone, you know, Smith, say they're they're looking for Smith Family Chiropractic and you answer the phone, Roca Family Chiropractic. Well, they'll, they'll, most of the time, they'll realize that they've reached the wrong phone number uh, and not make an appointment. But you still had to pay for that appointment. The absolute worst case scenario is when... Uh, well, this wasn't... I don't want to say it was the worst case scenario, but it was a very expensive scenario. The wife called through the Google ad, $5. Want to know what the availability was, want to know what the fee was, when she might be able to come in. So then she has to now communicate with her husband because she's calling on behalf of her husband. So she now gets the information from the office, text, you know, then communicates with her husband, finds out what the good appointment time is and if he wants to go. Then she follows the same process again to contact the office again to go ahead and make the appointment for the husbands. Now you've paid for two phone calls. But now the husband uh, does realizes that he's not going to make that appointment time. So now she calls back to uh, cancel that appointment or reschedule that appointment to a better appointment time. So now you've paid for three phone calls. And then, of course, uh, in this scenario, unfortunately, the husband then called and canceled. And, of course, he found the phone number the same way, which was through Google. You're running the Google ads. Clicks on your ad. Now you've paid for four phone calls. You've had uh, four or five phone calls. And you've had nothing but missed appointments that you've paid for. So that can be that can be expensive uh, when you're talking about you know that that would be a, what, what $25 or $30 that you've come out of pocket and the only person that you were communicated with as a result of that fee that you've paid Google is someone that has never come in and likely will will never come in uh, if not only be, for whatever the reason may be maybe it's not a convenient location uh, maybe there's some reason why the husband doesn't want to come in. Who knows what the what the final explanation is. But the end result is you wind up paying for a lot of clicks and you generate no business. So if you were to do the same thing, but let's say we're using postcards. Granted, that person that you communicate with, one, you're going to communicate with many more people for that amount of money. You may communicate with 15 or 20 people. They all get to see your offer. They all have the information. And I mean, maybe one comes in, maybe one doesn't come in. But you shared your information with a with a larger number of people. You got your uh, pitch, you got your offer, you have your marketing in front of a, a, a larger number of people instead of just one. Now I can understand, I understand uh, that Google is important. Google runs the world. You need to be on Google, but maybe you don't necessarily need to be paying an arm and a leg to try and get as many phone calls from Google as possible, especially when a lot of those phone calls or at least a significant number of those phone calls are not going to be helpful at all. Somebody's not going to pick up a postcard or a direct mail piece and call the wrong phone number, but somebody could easily be on Google searching for their chiropractor's phone number, searching for an individual chiropractor that they, that they know or already have a relationship with and inadvertently click on your ad. I've also had butt dials where people, maybe somebody uh, was looking for chiropractors, put their phone down and then sat on it or whatever. They activated it, whatever the case may be, you wind up uh, with a phone call and then it's just, you know, car noise or other noise in the background. You never actually talk with anybody, but you had to pay three or four or $5 for that phone call that was just a butt dial. And it does happen. It's it's not uh, butt dials are not the most common, but they they do occur. And not every click generates a phone call. So if you get, let's say, you know, so you get so many impressions, so many people view your ad, 
a certain percentage of them are going to click on your ad. But then you're going to also only a certain percentage of those clicks are actually going to call your office. So if one if that click happens to be a poor click, well, you're going to have to have another click in order to compensate for that, which you're also going to have to pay for. It's just like an appointment. If, it doesn't matter where the appointment came from, but if the person schedules an appointment and doesn't show up for their appointment, not only do you lose that money that you could have earned during that time, that appointment time becomes wasted, you're going to have to see another patient just to break even on that time. Same thing with the clicks. If you get a, an erroneous click or a poor click, and you're going to have to go through the same process again. You're going to need to have another 50 impressions to get another you know five clicks and one of those five clicks will call but you'll have to pay for all of those clicks over again and i'm only dealing with phone calls so like when we say when i say you know that that example where we had the person that called made an appointment realized it was the wrong appointment and then called back and canceled that was two clicks on the same ad but to get two clicks, I'm sorry, to get two phone calls, you're likely going to be paying for a number of clicks in there as well. Because you're paying for clicks, you're not paying for phone calls. And not all clicks turn into phone calls. But some of the phone calls or clicks are a complete waste of time and money. So I'm not a big fan of the Google ads I understand the need of it. You need to be on Google. You need to be listed on Google. You want to show up on Google. You need Google reviews. You need to have positive Google reviews. You need to interact with your listing. But I'm not certain that you need to spend a great deal of money on Google ads. But I feel that that money could be better spent in other areas. And I'll start to talk about those more in the future what some of those other options are for marketing. Uh, I It, it took uh, such a long time to get this podcast done and research this podcast. Not necessarily had anything, didn't really have anything to do with Facebook. Facebook was very straightforward, very easy to use. But there was a number of issues that sprung up with Google. And they were issues that were not necessarily, that I was not necessarily able to resolve on my own and in fact right now and I believe this has been going on for at least four months when I initially set up my Google ad there was or my Google my business slash Google ads there was an error and I continue to inquire about that error and that error still persists today and has not been resolved yet I can't really go into more detail because I don't really understand what the error is. But throughout the process of going through this 90 days path to success, you know, the first representative I spoke with was like, oh, the best thing for you to do is the smart campaign. But that wasn't really true. That was the most expensive way to do it. And then when I wanted to use my local phone number, I didn't want to use a Google generated phone number. I wanted to use my business phone number, my local phone number. And the first person I spoke with at Google, because when you're setting everything up, it wants you and instructs you to set up this virtual phone number that goes through Google. And actually, if you had a national business, because it's an 888 number, it's a toll-free number, it would be excellent because you could have a local number, but by running your ads through Google, you get a free toll-free number. That's fantastic. Who doesn't love that idea? But there's absolutely no benefit to it at all for a local service business. You don't need a toll-free number. You want a local number. So I wanted to set things up and do things using my local number, but I kind of wanted the features that Google was offering if you signed up for this virtual number. And I was told it was impossible and it couldn't be done. Well, lo and behold, you talk to the next person uh, you know, a, a week later about something else. Uh, you should... And then you may, maybe you see something in training or you see something in a video or you find something on support uh, and you come to find out that that was not accurate. So the, the information that you get from Google customer service is not the best in the world. I was talking to a friend about this the other day and 
It's much like being a seller on Amazon. As a consumer, I love Amazon. Amazon business is, I believe, one of the best vendors, one of the best businesses that I do business with on a regular basis is Amazon and Amazon business. As a consumer, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Same thing with Google. I love Google. I've got Google. I've got a Google Chromebook. I've got uh, Google hardware. I've got Google software. Uh, I, I really like Google. I like using Google. I like using the Chrome browser. I like using my Chromebook. I like everything about Google. But when I became a seller on Amazon and when I'm a business that's using Google or trying to market through Google, an entirely different experience. No, I'm not the consumer anymore. Uh, I'm the business. I'm the business-to-business consumer. And they know that they're in a... I know I can't... I don't want to speculate on the reasons why, but I feel as though Google fully understands that they have all of the power in this relationship and that they can make you wait on hold as long as they feel like making you wait on hold. They can disconnect the phone call whenever they feel like disconnecting the phone call. They really don't need to talk to you. You are an extraordinarily small fish in an extremely large pond. And there's a lot of much larger fish out there. And they much rather spend their time dealing with campaigns that are spending tens of thousands of dollars a week or a month or a year compared to a chiropractic office that I would have to believe I mean, if you're spending more than a few hundred dollars a week or a few hundred dollars a month, I mean, really, um, I would have to question why uh, you would need to do that for any length of time or what, or, you know, what, what the benefit is in the long run. I can understand why, because you know, what you're competing with when you get on the Google ads, since it's a bid based cl- cost per click, is these practices that I don't necessarily agree with that charge tremendous amount of money up front for long-term care plans by scaring people into these plans. They're collecting thousands of dollars when that patient shows up. So they're more than willing to spend 10, 15, 20 bucks a phone call because if when they finally get that person through the door, they're going to put them through a high-pressure sales situation that's going to result in that patient spending thousands of dollars. So spending 20, 30 dollars per phone call is not that big of a deal. It's still very profitable. But if you're only charging uh, a per visit fee and it's relatively nominal, and once you start subtracting overhead and things like that, just paying $20 for the phone call, it can be difficult. It can be hard to swallow spending that much money on one phone call. Uh, because you're not generating thousands of dollars in revenue on one office visit like some other practices are. That's why the PI practices are willing to pay so much for those clicks because they're going to be making you know an average income per patient that as a result of those phone calls that's in the you know thousands of dollars. Very rarely is a PI case going to be settled for less than you know, $1,000. They're typically going to be much more than that. But the real lesson here, the, that, the real takeaway is that we are stronger together. This is all information. So instead of having 10,000 chiropractors spread all across the United States, all individually with a little cup of water trying to bail out the profession, they should all work together and in unison. Honestly, one or two professionals could essentially maintain and manage and execute a national public health campaign using Facebook or Google Maps or Google Ads or any of these things. And it would be far cheaper and much more cost-effective for all 10,000 chiropractors to support a single campaign that was a national campaign than it would be for each one to act individually. Because you literally, I mean, literally, you could hire somebody 
that could do it and they could do it for everybody rather than doing it piecemeal per individual. And since this is all data, it's just data access. Uh, So again, right now we're paying individually to access information, but only small bits of information. I'm accessing information related to the city that I'm in. There's no benefit to me accessing information in regards to cities that are in different states. So why would I spend any time, money, effort, or energy in accessing that information? But if we acted together as a united profession, we could develop our own data clearinghouses. We could maintain our own data. It would be relatively affordable. For what, what would cost dollars per chiropractor per month? Let's say every chiropractor spent $50 per office per month. And we only, you know, slightly more than uh, half the pop, the half the population of active chiropractors. So we'll say twenty five thousand chiropractors throughout the United States. That's maybe maybe slightly more than half, or right around half, somewhere in the ballpark of half. You'd be talking in the in the ballpark of a million dollar budget, annual budget. That's fifty dollars a year. Imagine it's $50 a month and the chiropractic profession had a $1.25 million budget to maintain its marketing data and to execute marketing plans, national campaigns for the entire profession. It would be extraordinary to be beneficial to the entire profession. It would be so much more beneficial than whatever an individual chiropractor could do with $50. Same thing with time. Time is money. If you took the time to train your front office person or you took the time to learn Google ads, let's say you spent, I mean, it took me a number of months, but I don't want to use myself as an example, but let's say, you know, you spend, you know, eight hours, um, trying to learn how to use Google ads. That's 200,000 hours If that people are spending right now trying to use Google ads or Facebook ads throughout the United States. 200,000 hours. Uh, and that could that's likely on a monthly basis. But let's just take that... Because you're not, you know, once you start, you're you're not just automatically done. You're going to have to continue to change things, update your hours, update your ads, upload new stuff, create content. Like you're always going to have something to do. It's never just going to uh, be done where you don't have to do anything at all. But let's just say we're dealing strictly with setup, and everybody was able to get everything set up and done in eight hours. That's two hundred thousand hours. Right, so now we're going to de- divide that by 40 hours. That's your typical work week. That's 5,000 work weeks. Uh, so that would be 5,000 people working a full week. But let's go ahead and divide it by the 52 weeks in a year. That would be 100 people working a full-time job the entire year for the chiropractic profession. That would be far more effective than Every then half of the chiropractors spending eight hours setting up all of their online marketing or managing their online marketing just once. So it doesn't matter if it was a year, doesn't matter if it was a month, doesn't matter if it was a week. But if you took their person hours, so if you take all of that those hours and you redistribute them just like money into individuals. You could, in theory, have 100 people working 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year, doing nothing but marketing chiropractic on a national level in every city for every chiropractor, whether they participated in it or not. 
that can be a hard pill to swallow. So if you only get half the people to organize, you only get half the people in order to participate, you only get half the people to put up the money and half the people to actually do the work and to contribute and to help organize the profession, the entire profession will benefit. The entire profession will perpetuate. It's a little bit hard of a, a little bit harder pill to swallow, but by doing so, you're actually the half that's doing all the work is actually going to be spending less money and getting greater results because you're doing so together. It's cooperative. You are stronger together than you are as individuals scattered across the country. That's why. Marketing programs like Got Milk was, were so effective. The milk farmers weren't trying to target that specifically to northern people in Northern California. It was a national campaign, but it was paid for by a relatively small group of dairy farmers. But anybody that produced dairy benefited from the Got Milk campaign. Same thing with Where's the Beef? Or... Beef, it's what's for dinner, or pork, the other white meat. Any one of these are these are marketing campaigns that were paid for and organized by trade organizations, unions. And these unions weren't necessarily concerned about targeting their messaging and their efforts strictly to benefit those that wrote the check because they realized. It's more efficient and it's more effective to benefit the entire industry. If everybody starts buying more milk, well, by default, their consumer, their, their customer, the people that paid them to generate the Got Milk campaign are also going to sell more milk. But it's actually easier and more efficient and more effective to get the entire country to buy more milk than it is to try and get Mrs. Smith down the street from your office to buy milk. Chiropractic needs to take that same approach. It's much more efficient, it's much more effective to use a national campaign to get the entire country to increase the amount of chiropractic that they consume than it is to convince Mrs. Smith down the street to consume chiropractic. Well, I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. I had a bit of a long day at the office. I love and appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We're actually gained a little bit of momentum uh, in the past couple of, uh, of months, I guess, that it took me to prepare this podcast. I hope to have uh, more podcasts coming out on a more regular basis. But I hope you understand that the, when I do step away and I say that I'm going to do some research and I'm going to... Uh, try things, that I'm actually going to do it. I'm not just reading somebody else's opinion. I'm not just uh, taking somebody else's word for it. I'm going to, when I say that I'm going to research Google ads and I'm going to research Facebook ads, I'm going to take money out of my pocket. And I'm going to sign up for Google ads. I'm going to try Google ads. I'm going to sign up for Facebook ads and I'm going to try Facebook ads. I'm going to learn about them. I'm going to get my finger, I'm going to get knee deep in it. And then I'm going to form my own opinion. Uh, and that takes time. And sometimes it takes, long, it takes more time than you anticipate. In business, that's often the case. Things will always take longer than you think they will. Uh, just it, like, It's like Murphy's Law. I anticipated having Google Ads set up and done within a few days. I thought this would be relatively simple. I wasn't expecting any errors. I figure Google has all their stuff um, in a row. And it should be as smooth as silk, but it wasn't. There was bumps in the road. And I also assumed that, uh, you know, the, the Google representatives would be informative and helpful and honest. And that isn't necessarily the truth. Just about all of your supports coming out of India, just about all of those people have a difficult time speaking English. They may be trying their best to be honest and answer your questions as best to the best of their ability, but they might not understand the question. They might not get the nuance of the language. I've, you know, I'm not sure how we got some of these uh, miscommunications with Google in terms of, you know, like I'm being told that um, 
it was not possible to use my local phone number, only to find out later down the road that it's entirely possible to use your local phone number. It just isn't apparent or obvious on how to set it up because they want you to use the 800 number. They want you to use the generated phone number because they're catering to a national audience. They're catering to the people that or the businesses that want to communicate their message to a broad audience. They know that it's not intended or best suited for the local small service business. That's why they've generated or they're they're in the process of creating an entirely new division of the company to collect marketing dollars and advertising dollars uh, called I believe it's called Google Services or Google Local Services that will be going strictly through Google Maps. And really um, in my experience the display ads and things they're great, they're wonderful, but the ones that actually generate the most revenue that get the most butts in the seat or feet through the door they're google maps they're people that are looking to go to a chiropractor uh that is local that's convenient and they're using google maps in order to do that and that makes sense to me because that's exactly what i do if i'm out and about and i'm looking for something or if i want a particular thing i don't really open up google search anymore i open up google maps if i'm looking for something that's in my area where is a burger place near me? Where's the ice cream stand near me? Where's a massage therapist near me? Where's a chiropractor near me? Where is the nearest uh, emergency room? Where's the nearest hospital? Where's the nearest endocrinologist, pulmonologist? I'm searching for those things in maps. I'm not searching for those things on the web. And I'm no different than anybody else. And whatever your habits are, those are likely the habits of other people. If and you have to ask yourself honest questions. If you're thinking about spending money on Facebook to advertise your practice, ask yourself, would I get on Facebook looking for a chiropractor or looking for a podiatrist or looking for a nutritionist or looking for any one of these healthcare providers? And answer the question honestly. And maybe you would. I don't know. But I wouldn't. And in my experience, I don't think that most people would. I think most people, but I do believe that indirect marketing and brand building is important and can be beneficial uh, using Facebook. Uh, The only real side note I want to throw out there, uh, just because it's something that's been, I know I've talked about it before with vaccines and uh, chiropractic. Uh, This, I don't, I'm not sure why Uh, I don't want to add to the conspiracy theories, but uh, when you are on social media and you're using these platforms Try your best to be honest and present as accurate information as possible. Now, obviously, I'm of the opinion that vaccination is a is not a chiropractic issue at all. Uh, matter of fact, the safety or effectiveness of vaccines, uh, I don't even believe that's part of the issue. It all boils down to informed consent. If people can refuse any medical procedure for basically any reason... And, and that is a legal issue that's already been settled. So there's people that deny life-saving blood transfusions. There's people that deny life-saving chemotherapy. There's people that deny um, resuscitation. Uh, for whatever the reasons may be, you don't really need to justify your decision. It's your decision to make. But they want to make sure that you have an informed decision so they'll, they're more than willing and able and it's nice that they provide as accurate as information as possible. But that's an informed consent issue. But when you get on, you know, right now, when you get online, there's a lot of information that's out there. And you're not doing anybody any favors, including yourself, by spreading false information. You're actually doing a tremendous disservice to yourself and to your profession. We, we are in a global community now. This is very evident by the Australian chiropractor that seemed to follow fairly proper protocol when caring for an infant child. He conducted tests that I've seen many chiropractors perform. He followed procedures that I've seen chiropractors teach. I've paid to attend seminars where they taught me to do the exact same thing that that chiropractor did, but he recorded it and he put it on the internet and all hell broke loose. So then everything gets called into question. But before you know it, that 
fury from Australia found its way all the way to Canada. And here you are with social media posts in Canada. And now they're cracking down on social media posts and what you say in social media. And people are being held accountable for what they're saying in social media. How related it was to what happened in Australia, I don't know. But it seemed very coincidental that pediatric care came under fire in one nation and then quickly became under fire in another nation, separated by uh, a, a half a world. They're a half a world away, but the outrage and the sensationalized media spread across that ocean very quickly and found a home in Canada and then started to fester and manifest there. So just like BJ said, there's no telling how far-reaching something you may do or say today could affect the lives of millions of people tomorrow. There's a lot of kids that are not going to get adjusted in Australia just because that man posted that video online of a child being adjusted. Even though... I watched the video. He doesn't appear to have done anything wrong whatsoever and appears, in my opinion, uh, at first glance to be following the exact same procedures that are taught in chiropractic colleges and universities across the world. But it was taken out of context and there was an opportunity for outrage to be had. So people got outraged. And it had to do with a lack of information not being present. You know, because they, they, it was an activator adjustment. And an activator, here's an activator at full strength. Right? Here's an activator that's not making any type of force whatsoever. It's completely turned off. It's on zero, right? Sounds exactly the same. You can't tell the difference. It sounds like something is occurring that has a, quite a lot of force behind it. And an activator can deliver a substantial amount of force. Uh, often when I receive an activator adjustment, I'm surprised at how forceful the adjustment can be with a little old activator. But on a video, when the only thing you have to judge the force of the adjustment is a sound, the sound is the same, whether it is delivering no force at all or it's delivering the maximum amount of force it's capable of delivering. So context is important. So even if you believe firmly in the information that you want to share on social media, just give it that little bit of extra critical thought and give it a risk-benefit analysis. What, what are you risking? Are you risking being accused of anything? Can somebody be offended? Can somebody take this the wrong way? Can somebody take it out of context? If so, that's your risk. And then what is the benefit? Because I got to tell you, with the nonsense that I see on Facebook with these vaccines, there is a tremendous risk to the individual and to the profession. And I don't see any possible benefit. How does the profession benefit in any way? If there is some kind of benefit, please tell me check me out on Facebook. I probably won't respond. Send me an email. I might get back to you. It's CairoUnion at gmail.com. Taking a little bit of a break from the Facebook page right now. I mean, I'll share things and I'll post things. I'm just not interacting too much with the community. Uh, I've got other things going on right now. But uh, feel free to reach out and interact with us. Got some exciting things going on. We got the Cairo hotline. We're still working on that. I know it's been a long time since we talked about it. A bit more complicated than I thought. And like I said, things always take longer than you expect or anticipate. So like with any project in business, if you, have a, if you think it's going to take six months, you better plan on a year. If you think it's going to take three months, you should plan on six. Because you can reap the reward and the benefit of finishing early. Uh, but if you are dead set and can, uh, on a deadline and you can't meet it, there can be some pretty dramatic downfalls. And it's been my experience more often than not. It's not possible to tell the future. It's not possible to anticipate every little tiny possible thing that could possibly occur. So you just need to, uh, I just double it. And if I, if I get there sooner, if I, if I meet my, my own expectations and I finish in half the time, that's fantastic. That's awesome. There's not going to be a lot of consequence suffered from finishing early, you know, uh, early and under budget, as they say. That's not a bad thing. 
but it's real easy uh, to have delays and to go over budget. And there's real consequences to that. So just plan on, uh, <clears throat> on things taking longer than you anticipate or costing more than you anticipate. And if they come in less or if they come in sooner, wonderful, fantastic. But do the same thing when you're, when you're getting on social media. Do a risk-benefit analysis. 